This is going to be take two, right? Peek behind the curtain. This is the second time. And it, it took us 89 episodes to get to this point. Every podcast you listen to at some point would tell you we've had to record again. Something happened with the recording or the audio was bad and we got to redo it. And unfortunately, we gave it up hard earlier today. And about 38 minutes in, Rhodesia looks and she's like, E, are you recording? Because I don't see you on my end at all. And I'll be damned if we had 39 minutes of incredible content vanish because we weren't recording right. So we back a few hours later, but we back. Um, I'm going to just try to say everything I said word for word. So I'm not going to listen to anything you guys have to say. I'm going to just be like locked in on, damn, what did I say five hours ago about CM Punk? That's what I'm going to try to stick to. Welcome to take two of the TFW podcast, episode 99-0. Best kept secret in wrestling podcast. You guys know I always say that because it's the truth. Keep spreading the word. Keep telling everybody you know. Tell a friend, tell a friend, and then tell a family member to tell a friend about the best wrestling pod out which is that's freaking wrestling. I am Matt. Of course, you guys know that. I do have two of my favorite folks with me. We got Rhodesia here. We have Ishan here. Is there anything you guys would like to discuss about take two before we get into the meat and potatoes of this show? I have nothing to say because I gave it all up already. 39 minutes. For 39 minutes. Glorious minutes. You know, I'm a little embarrassed because usually my technology is on point. It's usually the other two. <laughs> I mean, we be having tech snafus with them all day long. I'm sitting there just fixing it. It's all good. Guess what I do? I'm the tech, the tech guy of the trio. But I had the issue today, so <laughs> I blame it under. Um, I've been under attack. My 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 little boy has been sick all week, and they've been snotting the coughing on me all week. So I finally got whatever they got. And you know, it's funny. You go to these urgent cares, like so, like my urgent care. I spent a hundred dollars in a week. On my youngest, took him on a Sunday. Mm. Had to take him again four or five days later. Hundred dollars, fifty dollars mm. pop. My oldest gets it. Whatever he gets, fifty dollars. Mm. These tests, they can't find nothing. They can't find nothing. The flu test is sixty percent accurate, right? They ain't got COVID supposedly. I guess that's not one hundred percent accurate either. So I didn't bother to go. So whatever they got, I got. I'm battling the same way. But we all good. Let's keep let's 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 talk about some CM Punk. Oh, Brody's okay. well, favorite wrestler. My favorite I am wrestler. glad you are fighting. I'm glad you are fighting through, sir. We we appreciate it. And I didn't even say how it happened or what happened. But I'm glad that you uh you understood and said, hey, it's on me. Microphone wasn't right. He was like, all right, I'm gonna go out and come back in. When he came back in, it, it, it was a wrap. He going? shut everything down and me and Rhodesia was having incredible conversations. And it didn't matter. He wasn't there. So um, where do y'all want to start? Do y'all want to start with SmackDown and the CM, CM Punk promo that I could talk about an hour on alone? Or y'all want to go with Deadline? Where do you guys want to start? Talk about my favorite wrestler. Roman Reigns? No, my new favorite wrestler. LA Knight. That's my second favorite wrestler, my first favorite wrestler. Who's your, who's your favorite wrestler? Come on, CM Punk. Let's go. All right, so this 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 is the gimmick we're doing, right? This is what we're going with? Sure. Okay. I so. told y'all, though, like, last episode or the episode before that, like, I'm done hating on him. I'm, like, his biggest fan. I am, like, a CM Punk mark. Let's go. 
can you at least like smile and act like this is a real thing then opposed to just the words i am smiling see people on youtube can see your face now if we were doing just audio maybe that would have worked you gotta you gotta do a little better job of actually acting like inflection in my voice right i gotta i gotta sound like yeah, let's talk about CM Punk. So let's try it again. Yeah, where, where do you guys want to start? Wonderful promo on SmackDown. Matt, why don't you tell us your thoughts about it? Well, <laughs> Rhodesia, Rhodesia, Rhodesia. Um, before, before we get to the Punk promo, and legit, I could do an entire pod about the actual promo itself. I thought it was that good and that deep. Um, and so many layers behind actually what he was saying but before i get to that i do just want to talk about the actual lineup for smackdown you guys know that you know if you're a part of uh wwe's mailing email list they'll send you a couple hours before the show like what's going to be on the show for you know raw or smackdown and friday i get that email like five o'clock in the afternoon or whatever it is i'm looking at it and the lineup for that show they highlight it in the email cm punk Cody Rhodes, Bobby Lashley versus Karrion Cross, which I'm a Karrion Cross guy. I love Cross and Scarlett. I know it's not a popular opinion for majority of wrestling fans the way it's seen, but I like Karrion Cross. I think there still could be money in Karrion Cross. Um, Dragon Lee versus Santos Escobar, Charlotte Flair versus Asuka, and then Randy Orton and LA Knight versus Jimmy Uso and Sola Sokoa. That is one of the strongest lineups for TV that they can put out. And it wasn't a random SmackDown because it was tribute to the troops, but there was no Roman Reigns. This is not a build to, you know, the Rumble or WrestleMania go home show. I, when I saw that, I was just like, and this is why they're hot. We've talked a lot about, you know, the company and the product gets hot and that comes with wrestlers getting hot. That is a hell of a lineup for sure. Um, but I mean, but you said that it's not just a regular SmackDown, and it is, and it was for tribute for the troops. But man, it still was a SmackDown. We got all of that from a SmackDown, not from a PLE, not from a pay per view, a special this, a special that. No, from SmackDown. That shit was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was. So let's talk about the Punk promo. Um, and I'm gonna throw it to you, Rhodesia. After I kind of say this little piece, because he is now allegedly your favorite wrestler. Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear what you think about this guy. I, I, he, so he comes out at nine o'clock and he makes a comment about, I'm, 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 I'm starting off the second hour. I'm not in the show. I can't get my time cut. When he said that, I knew we were in for <laughs> something good. I knew it. And he's talking and I'm listening and I'm watching. I'm like, he heard our podcast, plural. Everybody out there, he read the comments on social media and he said, all right, y'all thought that Monday's promo wasn't it? Here we go. I'm going to give you what you want. And I'll be damned if he did not give us what we wanted. For me, that was the promo of the year. Ooh. And it wasn't because it was just CM Punk talking. It was the promo of the year because of what can come after that. Right? Like we've had some awesome promos this year. The Cody Roman one comes to mind a few weeks before Mania, where he pulls, you know, pulled the belts out and said, Have you ever seen this before? I'm going to teach you what your dad never <laughs> taught you. Mm-hmm. That was a great one. When uh, Cody wrapped uh, California Love, that was a great one. I mean, we have, we've had some really, really good ones. Hangman has had some great ones in mm-hmm. AEW. 
Um, Punk's had some awesome ones in AEW. So we've had some great ones, but this was the promo that you can go back to look at and say, one, from a legit, real position, because these are his words, right? So if you guys don't know, he does not have a writer writing for him, like his promo that he had on Monday. They have sheets, of course, backstage, and you get to see who the agents are or if it's a promo segment, who the producers are. There was no producer next to Punk's name on that Monday promo. I'm guessing the same thing probably happened for SmackDown, but this is his words. This is him. This is what he's doing. Um, I'm sure, of course, he had to get probably some things approved or whatnot, but point is, this is not somebody giving him these lines and saying, hey, go out here, and this is how we're doing it. This is where we're rolling, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the names that he talked about in this promo, he hit on Cody Rhodes. He hit on Roman Reigns. He hit on LA Knight. He hit on Kevin Owens. And he hit on Seth Rollins. That alone for me was enough to say, okay, this promo can give us years of storylines and programs. That's why I felt that strong about, oh, this is the promo of the year. He, um, okay, let me just stop there. Let me ask you guys, the promo, what was your guys' thoughts on it? Was it as good as you thought it would be? Was it less than you thought? Was it more than what you thought? Did you not like it? Did you love it? Just, just tell me what you guys' thoughts about the actual promo was from CM Punk on Friday. I'm not going to sit up here in front and lie. That was actually a really, really great CM Punk promo. I mean, but that's all I expected from my favorite wrestler, to be honest with you. Can you act like you are telling the truth here? I am telling the truth. He's here with the it, it hurts. It pains you to give CM Punk a compliment. Actually, it doesn't pain me at all because when I heard the promo, I actually thought I was like, wow, this is actually what y'all say the master class at, at Mike's skills. He addressed all those people you mentioned that we can have rivalries for the foreseeable future for. He also still plugs somebody like Jay. I mean, he did. That's what I actually enjoyed about him in AEW when he would always put over the younger talent like that, that he's great at that. So that promo, even if I wanted to hate on him, I couldn't hate on him. One, because he's my favorite wrestler now. And two, that was actually a great promo. It's horrible. <laughs> you, you know, this, you know, this reminds me of Matt. What's that? I think, you, I think we were all talking on, on uh, FaceTime or something. And I Are think I cracked a joke in, in a text. And Rhodesia wrote back, laugh out loud. Maybe we weren't on FaceTime. We were just texting. But Rhodesia wrote back, laugh out loud. And Matt was like, I'm sitting right next to her. And she didn't crack a smile at all. Matt, Matt does that to me all the time. That all is time. true. She will hit you with the <laughs> R-O-L-M-F-A-O laughing face, laughing, laughing face, everything. laughing face. And she looking just like this. Why, why is she doing it? So and cold. like, she'll hit the dead. Like, she ever hit you with like the dead emoji? That means she went, hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, you got to stop that, man. Like, I feel like that's lying. I'm big into like, if you lie, you go to hell type thing. I told her like 20 years ago, like, you're going to hell because you tell so many lies. There's no way for you to bounce back from. And every mm -hmm, time mm -hmm. she hits, even on like Twitter, right? She'll like do the, like the, the LMAO exclamation point, exclamation point. And I look over at her Stone and you face. Would think like, She's Stone reading face. something about like the science of like the life that we only got 20 more days to live. And she's just like completely stone faced. 
If I can't tell me how I feel deep down inside. So that's not what you're about to do. You're not about to tell me that Punk is not my favorite wrestler right now. You're not going to do that. Sorry. What you think about the promo, though, E? Captain Crunch. You know, I thought about Rhodesia because somebody else did something similar similar to that around me. Mm -hmm. Like where they said something, but their action didn't mirror that. Didn't match at all. (laughs) I'm like, man, my homegirl heard does that. And like, you know what? But I thought about it, right? Because, you know, during a text conversation, because I'll text Matt. And I'll say, hey, I actually laughed out loud because I'll put that and not maybe not bust out laughing, but I, right. I see the humor in the statement, right? Right. Um, so maybe that's how Rhodesia feels or she just... No, deep down lying. inside, but, I feel that way. Yeah. Just that in the outside, yeah. it just doesn't come out that way. That's, that's what we get for punk. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a really uh, good promo. Um, I'm, I'm not ready to say it was the best I've heard for the year. Um, that's why I think when we do our best of series, coming up very soon plug plug uh i think it'd be great to have kind of do like a rundown of like the all the best promos because it's easy to kind of be i don't want to say prisoner in the, of the moment yeah. but that's what they want right they want us to get sweeped up in, in the emotions of a, of a promo and i think punk did a really good job um with his promo um i was just really surprised that the line about his troubles in AEW fell so flat what did you think about that matt so that was the that was let's pop the the hardcore fan line, right? That the, he, that was a line for us, line for the internet folks out there where he, you know, he made a connection to Kevin Owens punching two guys backstage, and then just kind of tongue in cheek. You can't do that. It's twenty twenty three. I love the line because one, I am ninety nine point nine percent sure that was either texted to him or that was in a letter or on a phone call that exact sentence right it's 2023 you can't go around punching people brian told him that um he hit him with that we can't do that now you're fine fine uh so that was that part but what that and i saw people online try to say like they try to turn it into some like look he's washed uh, the old punk is dead. He's trying to be the old punk in WWE and it didn't work. It has nothing to do with that. If, and of course, that comes from just the the fans that don't like WWE, which I got to I even got to stop mentioning those people who are just so anti WWE or anti AEW. I'm going to stop even speaking on them because they don't matter. But that that line actually speaks to the opposite. The line speaks to that. And as I've said a lot, 90 percent of WWE's audience doesn't follow AEW. That and yes, it noticeable. was a tribute to the true show. So yes, you know that we had the service people, you know, at ringside and on, you know, the camera angle, and of course, shout out and thank you for anybody who's ever done any type of service for the United States. We appreciate you. Uh, so I love to see that, but it fell flat, and it fell flat because they they don't know what he's talking about, and more so, I don't think the WWE audience cares either what he's talking about. And now when people see that. That goes back to what I said about his promo on Monday, where I said he said a lot of nothing. He said a lot of something at the same time. And I said that promo was to the WWE audience. It was not to us that know everything and follow every single thing. It was not to AEW fans that are hardcore in the AEW and they may have tuned in to see what he's going to say on the enemy show. That was to the WWE audience. You haven't seen me here in 10 years. Let me hit real quick of why I had to leave. I'm happy to be back. I love you guys. 
There are some people here who do not want me back. We'll address them a little bit, but right now it's time to celebrate. Case closed for that Monday promo. That promo worked for the vast majority of WWE OnlyFans because that is the punk they remember from before. And then this promo here was, okay, now it's time for us to take it to the next level and for that line to get the least amount of reaction out of everything he said. To me, speaks volumes to, yeah, AEW and WWE's fan base just isn't the same. And that's fine. Once again, like, that's the whole point of having competition. If the competition is the exact same on both ends, you know, if it's Coke and Pepsi, we get that. McDonald's, Burger King, we get that. But true competition typically is completely different. When WCW took over and they went onto Nitro and they started NWO, completely different than what WWE was presenting with the cartoonish over-the-top characters that nobody really wanted to see. And that's why WCW worked. When AEW first launched, they took over because they were completely different than what WWE was at the time. They were much more entertaining than than WWE TV. We were able to see curse words. They were more edgy. We got blood back. We got unscripted promos back, right? Mm -hmm. Now, of course, the tables have turned, and WWE's product is vast superior to what it was a couple years ago. So it's a little bit harder probably to make that competition or completely be different and still be good at the same time. But that kind of told me all I need to know in regards to, Oh, okay. This fan base does not know what's going on backstage in other wrestling promotions. Yep. They don't know. And they probably don't care Uh real quick before we leave the promo. I know you mentioned the best promo of the year. I'll probably give it or understand it as most fulfilling promo of the year, because you mentioned the first, promo he did it was more to the wwe universe for this Mm -hmm. one was speaking more to us kind of more the hardcore fan and to me i will call it the most fulfilling because it kind of spoke to us in a way where it still wasn't dissing somebody else or dissing another group or really shitting on another company but you still addressing the fact like hey like this would have been tasteful. So if he did with that, those lines that he said to KO about or about KO saying that you can't just go punching people in the face backstage is 2023. I'd have been even OK if he did that on his first promo because it was still tasteful. There's a way that you can still throw a jab at somebody to me and still not like completely shit on them or crap on them. But I would say it probably was the most fulfilling promo of the year for me. For my favorite wrestler. Man, I'm going to have to watch this promo again for the third time because I, I thought it was a good promo. I just didn't have any of those strong emotions mm-hmm. or feelings for me. Maybe I started coming down with something on Friday I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was a really good promo. Um, but with that AEW kind of shot, I think it just reminded me. Cause I think we always talked about it and we always knew. And Matt, you already said it. It's how far away AEW is from WWE in terms of just sheer, sheer reach, mm-hmm. right? Because like you guys said, like that audience either didn't care or didn't know about AEW uh, and the CM Punk beef. Had no idea what was going on and did not care. And at some point, you know, um, after, you know, Punk was looking around like, oh shit, that fell flat. Like they started <laughs> giving him like that little golf clap, like, hey, okay, we missed something, but let's go ahead and right. give it up for him. Right. So I give him a CM Punk chant. Um, but that's why I think that AEW, we'll talk about it a little later on, they just really just focus on just doing them and not worrying about trying to catch WWE, do them. Uh, I think they got some positives going lately. We'll get to it. But I, I think I was just a little bit surprised um, that, that, because I thought it was a good line. 
I thought it was a good line. I, I, I was surprised it fell so flat. Well, and I thought it was a fan. I thought it was a great line because it wasn't because you said that. Hey, I know what you meant, but you said the AEW this. That wasn't. That was more of self reflection talk, right? right like that wasn't this on. Though. But it was him right. at but AEW. I, but I, I think if he would have gotten the mic and said, you know what, I just left a shithole for the last two right. years and I'm back home, the, the place would have popped. They know what AEW is, but for them to make the connection of, oh, he's talking about himself. When he choked out Jack Perry backstage. Oh, he's not talking about KO and what KO did to Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. It was that piece that was a miss. And that wouldn't have missed. Like, say if somebody in AEW would have hit that line on their show. Oh, it would have been the talk of the town. Yeah. Oh, did you hear what he said about WWE? You know what I mean? Like, that, that just wasn't it. So that, that was that part of it. So now, all right, let's get to business. We're here to sell tickets. We're here to make money. Let's, let's get to what really works, right? And that's the feuds and storylines that are at home. He talked about um, Roman Reigns. He said, I acknowledge you. I popped because this, this, now this, this is twofold. Okay. And I had a joke on Friday where I said, what if Triple H called the, the top superstars? Because we heard beforehand, hey, they're going to have to maybe do some mending offenses if they bring Punk in. They're going to have to talk to some of the big superstars to see if they give the okay. So let's just say he, he talked to Seth and Roman, right? Top two guys, arguably, in the company, and Cody, too. Cody's going to be down with anything. Cody just want to finish his story. I don't care what you say, Paul. As long as I finish my story in Philly, I'm good to go. All right, Cody's on, Cody's on board. Let's call Seth. Seth said, hey, you know, I got feelings about him, but I've worked with people I don't like in the past. Riddle, we've made money. If this is going to make us money and put us in a better position, I'm all down. Cool. Two out of three. He calls Roman. Roman says, you can bring him on as long as he acknowledges me. And he acknowledged me on TV. Triple H say, all right, cool. Triple H talks to Punk and says, look, Punk, everything's good, but you, you, you got to acknowledge him. You, you got to say it on TV. And Punk says, all right, no problem. And he finds a way to do it where you would never know that's the case. And it works. Now, of course, I don't think that's, the, that's what happened. But on a real legit situation, this is where I talked about, like, he writes his own stuff, right? He does his own thing. When, I, when he mentioned Roman, it one part it, I was like, damn, that sucks. Because I don't think this means we're not getting Roman Reigns versus CM Punk as constructed now. Because he already said that I, I acknowledge you lying. So that tells me just really, really quick. When they do few or touch, this won't be the same Roman Reigns. Maybe right. this won't be the Tribal Chief. Because I think the Tribal Chief comes to an end after he loses the championship. Right? So maybe this is a year down the line, two years down the line. Or... If it is still the tribal chief, he just took Roman Reigns' number one power away from him. Yep. Roman's big thing is, is acknowledge me. Well, I've already acknowledged you, so you can't use it anymore. It's like Eminem at the end of 8 Mile, where I'm going to tell you, I'm going to make fun of myself before you even rap, and I'm going to take that weapon completely away from you. So now when they do have a duel on the microphone, Roman's going to have to figure out something else besides acknowledge me. I thought that was awesome. If you really look at deep, deep promo skills and things like that. Uh, the first time we, we taped this and it didn't work, I had talked about the correlation between like hip hop, high level wordplay and hip hop and then wrestling. Right. So like I I'm somebody that when Drake is on top of his game, when he is in his lyrical bag, it ain't many that is close to him. Of course, we can put J. Cole in there. We can put Kendrick in there. But that is like high high level rap 
And what I love about promos, when you are this deep integrated into wrestling, like the three of us are, like anybody who is listening to this, you can see the difference of when we're just working, if there's a couple of shoot lines in there, or if it's work and shoot. And we can point to The Miz and LA Knight from a couple months ago. The Miz's sole purpose was to put LA Knight through the ringer to see if LA Knight can keep up. And there were some nights LA Knight kept up. There were some nights LA Knight did not keep up. And The Miz handed him his ass in front of everybody. And that's fine. Like, that's just what it is. But that's what it was there for. And I feel like that potentially is aligned to Roman of, all right, I just took your number one thing from you. Now, when we do go face to face, let's see what you got. Did you guys pick up on that at all? And E, you did make a comment. You just said, like, I got to go watch it again. And that's why I love this promo. Because if you just take it for face value, you're taking it just for entertainment. It was a good promo. But if you take it for even deeper and you pull back those layers, I feel like, man, there was just so much more to it that you can dissect and talk about. And I think that was all done intentionally. I think the acknowledge piece is, was a legit, for me, acknowledgement. There's times where you'll see a face or somebody will say, oh, I acknowledge you or whatever your gimmick is. I acknowledge that you are a punk or I acknowledge you a pussy or, you know, something like that. No, mm-hmm. like he was, he was shoot like, no, I acknowledge you. You never hear, but, but I acknowledge you. And to me, that is like you said, he took that weapon away from Roman. So when, whenever they do comes to blows, he's going to, he being Roman is going to have to figure something else out, which is great. This is great for business. You, you bring people up, whether it's in the ring and you're working them, you got to bring your talent up or on the mic, you got to bring them up. That's why I said, I thought that the promo was a really great promo. From your favorite wrestler. I'm gonna stop for that because I can't. My my, I'm starting to feel See, like I told you. chest palpitations and stuff like that. So I can't do that. Last so. a third of an episode. Boy, oh boy. But I am gonna stop being a hater of a punk, though. I am. You know, I, um, I I liked the line. I was more impressed with uh, seeing Punk's line about Romans, like, hey, you know, talk about people who who aren't here or are never here. You know, mm-hmm. I was more. Mm-hmm. That was more of the shot for Roman for me, like the acknowledge piece. So that's one one thing I love about you know talking to you guys and talking to other fans. I think that sometimes we book scenarios in our mind that I don't think were written because the acknowledge line that Roman does it's not just acknowledge my greatness. It's a, it's like a I need you to acknowledge that you're below or beneath mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Like, right? So when he revisited it, it's not enough for him to respect him. He wants you to know that you're several um, reams lower than him, right? And I think that when, and I think we might get it with Seth, and let's get to it with Seth in a minute, because I'm just thinking in my mind, like, I can really hear Roman talking to Punk about, like, man, I'm going to make you quit for the fourth time. Like, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. I, can, I can just make, I can see him just really getting into Punk in a way we haven't seen in a while. And that's the great thing about Roman, because, you know, I, I, you wouldn't think that Roman is one of the better promo guys, but he really can get into guys in a very subtle way. Um, but we might see Seth might need to pull some little tricks out of his bag because, you know, Punk was really laying into him in his promo. I mean, it was shot after shot after shot when uh, Punk was addressing. Well, not addressing, right? He never mentioned the man's name. And in some ways, that's disrespectful. Like, right, I'm going to talk trash yes. about you. And I yes. ain't going to say your name not once because you know why? Me mentioning your name is beneath me. Like, right? So I think when Seth, when they when they step up to each other 
it's going to be very interesting because I would assume that any kind of real life hostilities, you know, they've kind of put those to of bed course. in some ways, right? So they can do business. But it's a little bit there. They can kind of that history play is still on. there. They Absolutely. can they can play onto it and really give us some good content coming forward. Because at the end of the day, I still think I'm the best. Yeah. No matter. Yes, we're working together. We can be incredible friends. We could be almost like brothers. Those I still think I'm better than you, friends. though. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and I go back to uh, the Will Ospreay uh, real quick on the AEW scrum when after he signed and he sat at the scrum. And he got into a mode. You could see it flip in his eyes. They asked him, I think they may have asked him, like, who are you most excited to feud with? And, you know, it was it was a, he was in his regular person. And this is I'm here. I'm so excited. This is so much talent. And then something happened and he flipped to I'm the best. I've been the best. I'm coming here. I'm going to continue to show I'm the best. And he even said right after was like, whoa, like. Okay, that was that was a little much, but that's the mindset you have to get into. Yeah. So let's talk about Seth and Punk. Seth, I don't think has said Punk's name yet. When they started, so you know, chanting his name on Raw, he said, "Get out your system." Uh, uh, you know, I'm this last time I'm, I'm going to give this energy, but I don't think he ever said his name. And Punk never said Seth's name on Friday, and that was probably my favorite part of the promo because that's we know that's where we're heading. Because Punk has not even said he's going to Raw yet. He's going to be on Raw tomorrow, and I'm sure that's when, you know, he's going to announce I'm going to be on Monday Night Raw. But he hasn't even said where he's going to be at. And I want to put our platform over, our podcast over, because I've been saying now for almost six months about Seth Rollins. Seth is not over as much as his theme song. And there was a line that caught headlines. It was all over social media. When he talked about Seth, he didn't say his name. He just talked about how there's somebody who's not happy I'm here. And there's somebody else. They're not even the man in their household. And that Mm. line got a huge response. Oh, Mm. that didn't mean anything to me. That was like when L.A. Knight made a uh, comment to the Miz about if you can't handle business with your wife, tell her to call me. I can no, I can see through that. That's a line that you had pre-written and you knew you were going to hit. The line that got me, though. For me, the best line in the entire promo was the line he said immediately after. And the line was, they, after he said that, they started singing Seth's chant. The crowd did. His song. And Punk says, that's about all he's got is that song, so keep it up. We're off to the races. That's an organic comment to what we've been saying and I've been saying specifically for almost six months now. That's that is what Seth has. If you take Seth's music away, you're left with his outlandish costumes and a hell of a wrestler, a goaded wrestler, a Hall of Famer if he stops tomorrow. But after that, who is he and what is he? And that's the connection that is still missing with the majority of fans to Seth Rollins is we don't still know who he is to gravitate to him. And Punk zeroed in right on that and hit him right between the eyes in that promo. Now, I still think it was respectful. It wasn't the only thing you are is just this theme using other than that. You're nothing. He didn't, he didn't go that deep. He did enough because he's a face. And this is to your point, E, about Seth's got to be careful because if Seth keeps going down just the road of, you're going to leave. You're a quitter. You're going to leave. And if Punk says, well, while I'm here, I take your championship and you see I don't leave and you're left with nothing, then what? 
I, how do you boo that as a fan? You can't. So they get, so Seth's got to be careful, but I'm sure they, they'll figure that out. Because I do think this will end up being face for face. I don't think you turn Seth Hill yet before like Mania with this. But that, that was my favorite thing just because I'm like, I agree 100%. No, I would hit him with a bat when he said I wasn't the man in the house. Oh, yeah, that would have been, been it. And then I'd have stomped on you in that second line. Sorry. <laughs> oh, the Rhodesia just came out. Big time. Damn. <laughs> see, you're, look, and look, your real feelings came out. And see that? You were passionate. That, that's what we want. That's what we need from you. I'm sorry, Punk. Poor Punk. I'm sorry. Poor Punk. But no, I'm with, I'm with, I think they were all equally disrespectful in a mm. lot of ways because they're all somewhat true. Yeah. Right? Like, Becky is the man in the house. Like, that's her gimmick name. And mm-hmm. she arguably might be more popular. Like, right? Yeah. She might be the more popular wrestler in the household. So she is the man in the house. Right? And, you know, I know we've been talking about it, especially Matt, been talking about uh, Seth and that song for quite some time. But I think um, as I've been on the internet occasionally, a lot of people have been talking about that as well. So that's definitely something that's been out there. Um, so you think about all these kind of things about Seth are kind of playing in the background and CM Punk's like hitting them with them hard. Like, I don't know what really Seth has to come back at him. I feel like CM Punk is going to eat this man alive on the microphone. Uh, and not saying that Seth is a slouch on the mic. He's not. He can carry a 30-minute segment. He's been in the ring for a very long time, you know, cutting promos. Um, but CM Punk's on another level. And if he's going to keep hitting them those like those little jabs like that, I don't think uh, Seth will come back. But, you know, I do remember when he was feuding with um, Riddle. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of did like a little spoof off of um, a UFC incident with um, yeah. John Jones and, and, and Daniel Cormier. Cormier, would I say his name yeah. right? Yeah, DC. Yep. Right. You like, hey, Riddle, still there? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. I forget. I forget actually what he said, but it just was a whole little. And like, you know, I didn't and know. And Riddle, Riddle said, "What'd you say?" He said, "You heard me, bitch." Let's go. That's the we need. Yeah. That's the we need. That's the Seth we. I Seth we gonna get this laughing that's Joker the Seth. Seth we're gonna get. This yep. ain't gonna. That ain't gonna work. Like the 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 pro, the the Joker is going to be gone. It's going to be Seth, right? You're going to see more of Seth the man, and I think you're going to see more of his interaction, like he like with Riddle. That might be kind of heelish, right? To get so personal, because like you know, because CM Punk hasn't really gotten that personal, right? He's just you know kind of regurgitating the, what low, the low hanging fruit. Saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. But if Punk started getting personal, right? Starts getting personal about his situation and about his career and starts getting real in that way. You know, and when you're looking at it, you might be like, damn, Seth, that's kind of a, a dick move to do, man. But he might start turning. But now that we're talking this out, who wouldn't cheer for Seth if Seth goes with the line of, I've been here, you left this place? I've worked through I don't care about that. Messed up legs. I've worked through a broken back. I'm here week in and week out. The crowd isn't going to boo that. The WWE universe will not boo that. They right. won't. They just won't. Seth has yep. been the pillar to that company for the last three years. Um, just mentioning Riddle, Rhodes, Finn. I mean, they had to give him that consolation prize of the title, and I'm calling it that, and that's kind of disrespectful in a sense, um, because of all the work he's done. They're not going to boo him for that. I mean, he's hey, up no, next level. Big day not all the way here, but I know we spoke about it. Didn't we just say in multiple promos and feuds with 
other top guys that they were kind of cheering them over Seth. Mm-hmm. So we said, did we say that with Drew? We said that with uh, Jimmy. We said that. So the, the universe. Seth. They're not booing Seth. So here's, here, so it's a thin line between boo, right? So if I cheer somebody else and I don't cheer you, I mean. That's not booing though. What's, that, what's the com- difference no, though? It's completely, like, right? it's a whole either, either it's psychological whole difference. There's a whole big difference about somebody booing so, so somebody you, you, and nobody reacting. So you mean reacting. tell me, you mean tell me if another man comes into my house mm-hmm. and they, and my kids start cheering that man instead <laughs> of me. You think I'm not going to feel a certain type of way? That's a loss. I'm, no, I don't. I don't think, I'm is, not saying that but, you're going to feel a different way. No, I'm yeah, saying but actively booing. That's kind of like kind of like Rhea and Zoe at Survivor Series. Zoe wasn't getting booed up into the program with Rhea, but when they got in the ring, they started actively booing Zoe. That's when it's like, oh, okay. If it's different, you just laid out when she's on her offense and you're quiet, or you just super cheering for Rhea but when the boos start to come that's when it's a different game and the I don't know if time, the, the crowd would actively boo Seth the only time somebody actively and now I'm about to get passionate again the only time they Rocking actively booed was when go they ahead. booed Rocky at Wrestlemania 17 and over Hogan that okay I'm gonna come back down that's the only time I ever see somebody actively boo the person they weren't supposed to boo for but let's let's bring it back to the context though that we're missing is that I said that if Seth starts making this personal, right? And kind of you think about what Drew's doing. Like Drew's kind of being real, he's being honest, but the mm-hmm. way he's going about it is heelish. Like, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't boo Drew. So, but and 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 E, I can I can argue with you. That's not the case. I can argue what he's doing is not heelish. I we could we could have that argument mm-hmm. because what has he done that's heelish? Like yeah. he didn't cost Jay the title. He he jumped Jay after the match. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, and but that's why I enjoy the 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 Drew character. I don't know if there's like super money in like the tweener character. Like you got to make it all right. Where where we at? Either you gonna be a face, or you gonna be a heel. We gotta have that. But I, I could argue and just say no. He's just somebody who was just fed up because he ain't been apologized to, and he's getting screwed, and he's standing up for himself. I don't think no, that's what Punk I, is gonna I, be I, doing I, to I Seth think, on the mic or vice versa. I think that if uh, I think what Punk needs to do, he needs to go down low. And I think that sometimes when you go too low, you can come off like an asshole. Now, some people may not boo that, but I me, mean, honestly, though, I mean, that's kind of a if you got to go low, low, low like that in order to come up, that's not necessarily mm-hmm. an admirable traits, to be honest with you. So it should be heel worthy, but it may not he it, it may not turn the crowd against them. But, you know, that's that's not befitting of a hero to go to take that low of a route. I'm so here for it, man. Like I am here for it. We should see Monday, of course, if they have any type of interaction. Maybe they wait and pull this off a little bit, but we'll see. The other interaction, we can move on from Punk after this, um, that I was like, damn, was after his promo where he says, basically, you know, do I go in the Rumble and throw 29 other people and, you know, go for a championship? Cody goes into his locker room and says, so you want to be champion, huh? You got to go to the Royal Rumble to get it? And Punk's like, yeah, he's like, interested. And they shake hands and, and they leave. And I was just standing there, like, or sitting there, and I'm just like, damn, that felt like a a first-time wasted opportunity in WWE. I understand because it was the implication of the Rumble. So I get why they did the backstage. But to, to get Cody and Punk in the same screenshot at the same time, I just felt like, man, I wish it wasn't just in a random backstage segment. Like, mm-hmm. give me that moment either in the Rumble or live in the ring, and there's something yeah. to it. You know, but whatever. But but that that was 
the other part of him mentioning Roman, I was like, okay, we're not getting this anytime soon. Right. I felt that way that outside of them engaging with each other at the Rumble, we're not getting this anytime soon either because of that. Same. Um, isn't it funny though? Like Cody and Punk, two years ago, two and a half years ago, they were at the rival promotion hotter than WWE was. And now here they are in WWE, not in AEW. It's just, it, it just goes back to just like the cycle of wrestling and how mm-hmm. quick momentum can change and how mm-hmm. things can change. Because if you see that, you just say, imagine if Cody and Punk was still in AEW with the ascension of Swerve and Osprey coming in. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's a completely different world. And they're not and, there. And we it's know like, that wow. there's so much more that H has done and the creative team as far as having the talent there, booking and writing for them. But like you said, there's no coincidence that Punk and Rhodes was over at AEW at their height. And now they're also at WWE during this cycle of WWE's height. I'm not discrediting everything that everybody else has done, but it's, that is still some, it's still something. You got two heavy names in WWE. That's not lost on me at all. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's just funny that those two big names in WWE, right? You think about Roman. You got Roman, who's a character in his own way. Cody's like this number two guy. CM Punk got to be, you know, based on like these ratings he's been getting, he got to be like their number three guy. He got to be up there, right? Got to be. Two guys, and it's a sliding scale guys. between the three of them. Yeah. And these are two guys that just left AWTV. Like they, they could have had, they had at one point two of the hottest wrestlers in the world on their roster. And I think they're better that they left to go to the WWE. I don't think they would have hit their stardom or popularity by being on that brand. And also, I guess, as I'm saying that, it's dawning on me like, damn. I mean, you know, CM Punk can mention a situation with AEW and they can just fall flat in front of their crowd. So that's just showing you how many people just don't know that company. So they can't, they couldn't possibly get the exposure or reach Correct. the eyes that Correct. WWE has, right? So that's just, again, just shows how far away those two companies are. And I wanted Osprey and WWE for that exact reason. For right. that exact reason. That's why Jade is there, right? Yep. I, I guess, uh, what is it, a 40, 50-year head start? It would do that for you. And yep. AEW is on national television weekly, yep. three yeah. times a week. Mm-hmm. And it's still that big of a discrepancy of just the knowledge of, hey, there's another wrestling promotion here that mm-hmm. you can watch. Crazy. crazy, hey, real, crazy real quick crazy. before you move on, I just want to say real quick, like when TNA was on Spike, major network, like, you know, when guys were on TNA, you know, like, like wrestlers were running the fans periodically. And like those wrestlers would say, like, the, the fans would ask them, like, hey, where have you been all this time? Mm. Like, I've been wrestling in TNA mm. for two, three years, right? Yep. They, fans didn't even know, right? They, like, those fans just don't watch anything other than WWE. It's just, it's amazing. And now that they are doing much better, and NXT, which we'll talk about deadline after I got one question for you guys, or two questions, because Brandon asked a question that I wanted to share. I thought it was hilarious. He already answered it via text, but I thought it would be funny for the show. Um, They're kind of checking all the boxes, because that deadline show was great (laughs) last night. 
So if, if your developmental third brain, third brain is doing great, <laughs> your top two shows are doing great, you're kind of getting your fill where you need to. Mm. Um, one, the last thing I wanted to bring up, and I'll, sometimes I'll say it's nitpicking, but it's not nitpicking because if one company does something that I feel like is a miss or I'm, I, should, I should bring it up, everything just can't be Skittles and rainbows. Was it just me or did you guys have an issue with what Randy Orton said to um, Nick Aldis about LA Knight before they teamed? I don't know do what know he said. Who he was? Yes. So I don't know who he, I don't know who the guy is. Yes. Do I have a problem with it? No, because that's I, that's like Randy. To me, that's his character. Like, who who is this guy? So no, I don't have a problem with it. But tell me how you have a problem with it, because evidently it probably bothers you. Yeah, it because it didn't make sense. So, La Knight is arguably your hottest wrestler mm-hmm. on your television show. You cut a promo last Monday on Raw. And you spoke to storylines. Mm-hmm. You knew her name was Mommy. You knew what mm-hmm. Dom's been doing. You know Judgment Day's been running rough shot. You said that out of your mouth. But then you show up on SmackDown, which is where you signed to to get to the bloodline. But you showed up on SmackDown, and now you're telling me you don't know who the hottest wrestler is on this brand? It just, that didn't make sense. Now, if he said that. That's fair. And LA Knight was a heel. That's that's not a nitpick. That's a a a legit, that's contradicting. You can't, you can't tell me that you know about this over here, but you don't know this guy. But you tagged with him and then you put him over. Yeah. Like now, yeah, there was a little bit of friction at the end of that match. He went to go for, you know, BFT and then Orton grabbed him and hit him with RKO and got the pin, but he grabbed his arm, put it up. They did the the corner thing. That's the, your baby face one-on-one type thing. So Mm -hmm. he put him over at the end. But when you just said that, I was kind of like, that's kind of undermining yeah. L.A. Knight. I just, I didn't understand that. That, that didn't make sense to me. Guys, you, Randy's been injured. And probably where he lives, his cable outlet, he don't get Fox. Ah, He's only able to get it. USA and watch Raw. You know, he probably had no reason to watch SmackDown, too, because he's still seething from the Roman Reigns see? and the bloodline see? issue. He didn't want to see that man while he's recovering. Right, he's one of a lingering feeling behind <laughs> his head that I'm coming to get Roman Reigns. Right, so he pops up on SmackDown. He's not born. My guy, hell of a cleanup. See, I like that. I like that. Very good. Very good. Y'all got anything else besides uh, thoughts and well wishes to Charlotte Flair from SmackDown? It uh, looks like she got hurt, and they said they're still waiting on MRIs as of now. I know they pulled her from the live events, but. Uh, she got hurt during the match with Asuka, top rope move, and did something to her knee. And they're they're worried it's a, a very serious injury. Oh, so damn. of course we cross our fingers and thoughts to her that she's not, so they can still have her for Mania. I'm sure they have some very special plan for the Mania run, but that sucks. You never want to see anybody get injured. But uh, anything else for SmackDown y'all want to get to before I ask you guys the question from Brandon? Yeah, I just want to real quick. I just want to you know send shout positive vibes to everybody in the world in our community. We gotta love and support each other. This is a world we live in. There's a lot of things going on that's just really negative, but it's awesome when we as a community come come together, right? Wrestling, family, you know, and culturally, you know, for you know, I love when Black people support and love each other, and I love seeing Cody Rose giving back to his Black community, you know, on that. Uh, on that wrestling show you see that love and affection he gave you know that black family you know i love seeing cody give back wait, to the black wait, community wait, thank wait, you wait, cody wait, for wait, being positive wait, wait. and showing black love thank you stop stop hold on 
one, I thought we already put the whole Cody Rhodes is black to bed when he showed he couldn't dance with Nia Jax and her TikTok. <laughs> I thought I thought that was already a thing. But okay, if you want to still stick with it, are you talking about when he he gave the hug to the the black family when he was coming to the ring on SmackDown? Yes, I love keep keep showing black love and positivity on our TV so the world can see that we're much more than what's sometimes portrayed. We are a very loving community that loves each other and everyone else. Thank you, Cody, for showing that. Thank you. Brandon asked, speaking of Cody Rhodes, he said, what do you think about Cody Rhodes winning the Rumble? And he goes on, he finishes the story winning at WrestleMania. Matches over. Judgment Day music hits. Priest cashes in. Yes. And wins the title. Yes. At WrestleMania. Bring it to me. <laughs> Bring it to me. Please. I must have missed that text. But please, yes. Yes. I've been beating this horn that I wanted Damien to be champion. Come on. Yes. Sign me up. Where do I sign for that? Yes. Oh. Put that right in my oh, veins. Yes. <laughs> that sign gives me there. I go to my place. Uh, Ishan, I'm guessing you would not like for Cody uh. to finish his story and then immediately gets cashed in and loses his title. Yeah, I've already told Brandon. I thought that was the worst idea he's ever said from a very <laughs> smart man. I don't know why he came up with that shit. He could have left me off that time. That was a horrible idea. That ever happened. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to calmly, right, turn off the TV, and I'll never watch the shows again. I never watch shows again. Oh, AEW and TNA for me. He, he would come in on that uh, Monday episode or well, Tuesday's episode, Wednesday's episode, and he would be like, look, y'all, y'all got to get up on this Ring of Honor. I did not know. They have so many. I would say Ember Moon is killing it over there. I mean, Athena. I think that would be the worst idea in uh, the history of main event wrestling outside of uh, Triple H not beating Booker T at that WrestleMania, outside of Triple H beating Sting uh, at WrestleMania 32. Um, yeah, that it would it would be there. <laughs> it, it it would definitely be there. No, he should not step on his moment at WrestleMania at all. Unless it's just not time for Cody to finish the story. Now, now all like legit. No, seriously. Say if they have a plan for him. I don't know why, but say they're they're like, hey, we want. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But say if this wasn't his time and you want to have him cash in the middle of the match or something like that. Okay, but don't play around. You have a ton of loyalty right now because the fans trust that you know what you're doing with these people don't break that trust right now so all i'm hearing is roman is the champion come night two of wrestlemania and i hear roh roman which is also known as damian priest as the heavyweight champion coming out of wrestlemania night one that's all i'm here i do wonder if priest is going to be in the rumble he should I, i just i just wonder you would think so yeah. But if you, ha- if you have the money in the bank, should you also be in the Rumble, too? What? I mean, why not? You have it's 30 know. men, right? Yep. Unless he it plans is. on it being is. on the Andre the Giant over the top battle rail. All right, enough. Okay. I can't believe they, they did that. Whatever. We've been down that road. Uh, Deadline. Rhodesia, I know you had a couple notes from Deadline that you wanted to, to hit. What, uh, what tickled your fancy, or maybe not tickled your fancy, on NXT show last night? 
Well, there was something I wanted to speak about on SmackDown, but it's perfect timing because it leads right into Deadline. Um, the match that we had that opened up the U.S. Tournament Championship with Santos and Dragon Lee. And great, 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 great showing for Dragon Lee. And now I finally understand why and what Triple H has seen in Dragon Lee when he first came to WWE. I didn't. I thought maybe I saw it, but it, overall, just in the match that we saw on SmackDown, I thought it was better than the first match that he and Santos had. But he got a incredible payoff to start off Deadline. He beats Dominic Mysterio for the championship for the the North American Championship. Yep. The match to me, well, first off, Deadline overall, two thumbs up. Like you mentioned, how are you the third brand or the the promo, well, not promo brand, the, the developmental brand, mm -hmm. and you still killing it like this? Like everybody that I saw on that screen, and again, vast difference and stark difference from what we were a year and a half ago with NXT to now. But everybody that you see on there, they have it. They do. It's just a matter of now keep developing them to bring it all together. They all have it. Like everybody I saw. Um, last night or on deadline to me no one was like uh you was just there it's i can see something out there of everybody but anyways dragon lee and um dominic mysterio i wonder now where we go from here you know we're leading up now into the royal rumble time dominic doesn't have his championship um overall i was really hyped about that match did y'all two get a chance to actually watch and your thoughts on that that was a really good match um I'm becoming a bigger Dragon Lee fan the more I see him. I had kind of a problem with his gear, to be honest with you. I think it was like the little tonsils or whatever it was on his boots I didn't like. I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. And I really want to see the man. Yeah, I don't know. Was, I have this weird thing about like certain people in their gears, but um, I really enjoyed it. Also, I really enjoyed Dom. I think Dom's really coming to us. I don't know, I don't know if you guys were particularly crapping on him and his in-ring work for like a long time. Maybe it was Matt. Um, but I thought Dom look real good in the ring as well. Um, so love, love Dom becoming a bigger fan of Dragon Lee the more I see him. Don didn't have it. He didn't. And he has it now and he has it in spades. And the great thing about Dom is there's sometimes you'll see people like rest on their laurels, like with, with sports, right? Uh, take Shaq, for instance. This, Shaq never shoot free throws. I don't even know if he even worked at shooting free throws. Like he probably should have. But he didn't have to because he was so dominant in other facets of the game. Okay, so he did. Um, but we know we've we've all seen stars that like they have a hole in their game, but they lean into what they're good in and they just stay there. Right? Even in wrestling, there's some people who are incredible promo guys, but bell to bell, they aren't the best. They they two two and a half star wrestlers at best, or they're incredible in the ring and they can't speak to save a lick. But instead of working on promos, they're just going to keep adding moves to their repertoire. And with Dom. He didn't have it to the point where I was like, he may, this may just not be for him. You know, there were some people before the hill turn was like, send him down to NXT. And I'm watching them like, no, because he's not bad in the ring. He just doesn't have it. Like there, there's a difference, you know, and he's got it now. So I am, I am, if, if I knew him, I would say, dude, I'm so proud of you, man. Like he has been a legit workhorse for the WWE this year. Think about how many times we've seen him on NXT, Raw, SmackDown, and becoming better and being confident and, and having his look. Uh, when he came out yesterday, I was like, man, he's got it. And I, I didn't even think about who I thought was going to win or not. Uh, mm -hmm. And to you guys' point about Dragon Lee, I'm so happy it's working because it is working. Uh, if you look at just now his reactions from the live crowd compared to a month ago, a month and a half ago, night and day. 
Um, Renee, you brought up the the deadline, how great deadline was. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Shawn Michaels. He had an interview on Busted Open. And two things that he said, and I was like, damn, I wish everybody understood this. He said, number thing, the first thing he said was, Sean makes sure that the writers have something for everyone. So nobody gets lost. He said they have a board and it's, okay, what are they doing? And of course you can't get everybody on weekly, but what are they doing? What is their story? What are we telling with them? And they make sure that everybody has something. That's massive. That's huge. That's how you get everybody hot. And that's, that's right there is just so noticeable. I, I didn't see that, but that was so noticeable just even in the iron series challenges, the survivor challenges, the men and the women, they were produced so well. And they t- both matches told two totally different stories, but it wasn't a situation of where is such and such, where is such and such. Everybody was booked and positioned well. And to the, actually, I love this card. I wanted to try to address mostly all the matches, but I'll go pretty fast. But it felt that way. It felt like everybody had their own little universe. And now we're taking a glimpse into the look of their little universe. It's not just somebody that's just pushed over to the side. Everyone had, had, had a purpose in this whole utopia. Um, even going down to like the Carmelo Hayes and Lexus King match. That story that they told in that match that, you know, in the end, Lexus King, he, he did that just so he can get a match on PLE <laughs> to get some exposure. How freaking sweet is that? But hey, I wasn't the one who jumped your boy trick. <laughs> I'm just let you know that. But like just down to that kind of stuff, that to me makes sense. And I have to say this. I thought Lexus King looked phenomenal. Like, I know y'all probably like, oh, come on, Rhodesia. He was great in the match. He, he, he reminds me of such an old school wrestler with his pace and tempo and his knowledge. Like, he's not going to do anything super crazy. He did one kind of fast high flying move. But other than that, he's going to just do hard, aggressive. Reminds me of FTR type. Maybe they help um, train them down in AEW. But I really like the showing big time of Lexus King. And it could have been also to who he was in the ring with. Um, what are y'all thoughts about that? Any feelings change about Lexus King? Right before um, I give my comments on King and, um, and Carmelo, I just wanted to say that, you know, Vince Russo used to preach that about booking. To have something for everybody. Um, that was part of his crash TV. He wanted to have everybody to have like a storyline and something to do. And I think uh, Vince McMahon was kind of somewhat against that at some point. He's like, well, we just need to focus on the major stars. But Vince Bruce was like, no, like the lower car guy, guys need to have something to do. Everyone needs to be able to contribute. Um, so I love that Sean said that. Um, but I actually like the match, Carmelo and uh, King. You know, like I said, I-, I was a little surprised that, you know, some people in this podcast, I don't remember. I don't remember anything today. I am not my lady. I don't know which one of you guys said it. I know. I think I know Matt hates King. I, I don't know why. Out the gate, he cut. He, he cut a good promo, and Matt was already you know pulling his pants down on him, pooping all over him. Um, but King uh, King is going to be as I said. It's going to be just fine. Like Melo was going fast, and you can tell that King was trying to keep up as best he could. Because like, I, man, Melo was moving fast as hell in that ring so you gotta have some good cardio to go with that man but i think king did the best he can um as i said like yeah i I don't have anything negative to say but i think his backstage his little video promo he had uh on tuesday was pretty good i like what he had to say after the match i thought his match was just fine um the one thing i did like about this match and there was a, a another spot that was similar in the main event with the uh nxt championship is that there's like some struggle spots where things don't look clean. Like right now, 
I'm the biggest guy to where I, I don't like when, like when spots look like it's obvious that like a spot went wrong, like right, like it's, and it looks like a dance to me. Like and that's that's the difference. Like when it's a dance, and someone messes up, it's very noticeable and it's ugly. But when it's like a struggle, when it's like there's a fight, right? Because like when you're someone's fighting, this doesn't look smooth. It doesn't right. look sweet. It looked like these dudes are tussling. Like it doesn't look like they're working with each other, right? And there's a couple of spots. Um, in that main event and in this match where, you know, things didn't look like it went as planned, but based on the struggle of the match, it kind of made sense in that moment. It didn't look, you know, jarring, as jarringly bad, but I liked the match. I thought Kane did well. Um, I, I You could tell that Melo was on a different level than Kane, and I think he did as best he could try to keep up, but sheesh. But no, he did good. Only thing I have to say about that match, uh, the match was fine. Whatever. Um, and to your point, E, yes, it, this is still developmental. But I probably could find a spot in 90% of the matches where I'm like, ah, that's nope, 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 nope. You were there too soon. Nope, you were there too soon. Nope. But we're, that's not, we're not here for that. Um, the only thing I have to say about Lexus King is what's on the outside that he's portraying is not what's on the inside. And I'll just and I'll just leave it at that. He's going to have to figure that part out. You love the line of him saying, "Hey, I didn't tack trick. I just wanted to be put on the PLE, and you gave me that. Thanks." That's that was given to him. That that's that's a story. Now you need to project your image to what this shows: your new haircut, your teeth, your gimmick, your swag, your veneers. Right, killer. that has to be now has to come from here and he's light years away from it coming from here inside Ooh. but he's got time because he's in nxt um hey, real quick other... though um i don't think he's that far i don't like i think that's just where we we i don't think he's as far away as you think um like i'm just not counting on him being like a main eventer but i did get a kick out of him with the braids with the braided style mm-hmm. and he's trying to dap up mellow like hey look man we we cool man we got the same hairdo he's trying, man. He's trying I to racism to... too yeah, hey, look for real. Like, hey, I went to use, I went to the same girl, man. She hooked me up too, man. Look, see, he looks we cool. I, I got a trip out of that, man. I think, hey, I think he, I, I think he's coming across as a very like swarmy guy, like right, just swarmy and just fake. And he, I think he's doing his job. I think he's, I think he's doing just fine, though. I like what he's doing. I think Lexus Lexus Nexus Nexus. Oh my God, that's an agency. Lexus Nexus is it's an agency. Nexus. It's an agency. Anyways, Lexus King. Lexus King. I think is just fine. Um, I, I will pop for him. Um, one thing I will say, and this is with the most due respect Texas? possible. Like, Texas. I want to say this before I make my comment and after my comment, just so my words are not Reckless. misconstrued. <sighs> Carmelo needs to go to the main roster. When I see him, and I know part of him is trying to play this whole. We, I think everybody believes. I think everybody believes. Ten toes down. Ten toes down. Yeah, I think everybody believes. You cannot huff and puff and say, "I think they need to go to the main roster." Because if you think they need to go to the main roster, it's because they are ready, and because they're showing you so much in this time. You're saying, "Man, they're incredible. They need to go to the main roster." You don't huff and puff and say they need to go to the main roster. Rhodesia, why did you huff and puff? Before you said Carmella needs to go to the main roster. Were you looking at my notes? Do you know Not my answer already? Okay. 
I, I feel. Of course, I, I know I, your answer. Feel, we haven't had this conversation. I feel. I know like, his answer, but I need I, you to say it. I feel like he's going through the motions. Uh, he's to me. I just. I don't feel. I don't feel in, like the like the energy there. I don't feel it. And this guy goes in the ring. He goes on the mic. It feels like he knows that he's supposed to have been called up. And he's like, all right, okay, whatever. And he's not cashing it in. No, because his ring work is so incredible. Again, you make Lexus King look like, you know, like he's a, a, a kindergartner to him. But he is going through the motions. We need to pull him up before we lose. I don't think he's ready yet. Not as is. At well, all. then he needs, to be, he, needs to be, he needs to leave WWE. If you're telling me right now he's not ready to move up to the main roster, and I'm not saying that you're not right there. If he's not ready, he can't stay there. Then he's the problem. He'll figure it. Uh, you know what? I think I was listening to Mark Henry talk about him. He's like, if he called him up, he needed a little bit more uh, sizzle add to the state. And then that's when, yeah, that's when I, they work what, on that. When yeah, what I would there. like to do is... Well, I said not this version of the character, right? Because, like, you can tell there's something going on with him and Trick, right? There's something going on with Trick, and it's going to escalate at some point. It's, at the end, it's not, it's, it's not going to be sweet. Whatever's happening with him, it's not going to be sweet for both of them, right? So I like to see what the next version of his character is. Because, like, this is the transition from either him, him turning on Trick or Trick turning on him, right? So once he gets to that place he needs to be before they feud, that's when I'll take the... Is he ready yet? I need that character, right? Not this transition character, because I kind of feel like signs are pointing towards that Melo has something to do with Trick being taken out of that match originally, right? Absolutely. So that would mean he's kind of a, that means he's he's a heel. And right now he's trying to play like, oh, what me, Trick? We all good. We fam. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to do, he's trying to do that, right? When he get to like, yeah, Trick, like, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. I'm having oh, a hard time doing it. Son that. of a bitch. Right? Once he gets to that. <laughs> All right, let me let me see him do that character for a little while, and then I'll make my evaluation. Like, okay, this character is ready for the main roster, but not the transition character he's playing right now. But let me just ask this question before Matt goes. I, and I thought we were all aligned that we said a year ago, maybe not a year ago, about half a year ago, Carmelo was ready for main roster. You're saying that he's not ready for main roster. No, I is think you guys saying? said that. I didn't. I think you need a little more on that mic. I think that if they at that time Trick brought what Melo didn't have, which is like some of the personality, the mic stuff. Because like Carmelo is not bad on the mic. He's just not, you know, he's just it's a, a little more umph. And I think Trick gave him that umph, right? He had the sizzle. Trick had brought the attitude and that mic work. So if they're going to go alone, Carmelo need to bring it out of himself. And we'll see. For me, I'm like, let me see what the next character is going to be for him. This is an entire podcast worth of information. Ironically, I said to you guys about two months ago, I said, we're going to have a discussion about Carmelo Hayes in January. It's not January and, yet. And trick. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not having this conversation right now. But we're going to have it in January. The reason why it's ironic is Trick Williams is now the number one contender for the championship, and that match is going to happen Yay. in January. <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave my thoughts about Carmelo. And both of you guys are 100% correct. And it's the same reason why both of you are 100% correct. What we talked about back in April was Melo has nothing more to do on NXT. So call him up. It wasn't just that, hey, he has crossed every single thing he needs to do. Send him. That was more like Bron Breaker, kind of like, all right, mm -hmm. Bron, maybe they just don't have a spot for him yet, but he needs to go. 
and he still mm-hmm. needs to go. But mm-hmm. Melo was more of, damn, he's done everything. All right, like let's 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 get him up there now. Trick is the hottest wrestler in NXT right now, and it's not even close on the male side. I can maybe argue a couple of the women. Mel, he's the hottest for sure, and he showed it last night. I loved both of those matches. One of the things I wanted to say was uh, the Survivor Challenge match. I would love to see that on the main roster with main roster talent. I think that is one of the best gimmick matches, original gimmick matches that I've seen in wrestling in a long time. And the timing is great. Timing is great. And that's why. Yep. That is a a shoot 25 minutes. Yep. Yep. We know there's plenty of times where they say the rumble is what, 90 seconds or whatever they lie about. And they, they play with the times. If somebody missed their mark or we're running short, hey, I know we say it's 90 seconds. This person's coming out in 42 seconds. We'll just hit the 10, 9, 8. Nobody cares. Everybody chants it and they're good to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here, you see that clock. There is no manipulating that clock. And for those guys, Bron and Trick and everybody involved, <laughs> to have that finish happen the way they did, I'm like, and these guys are people who are in developmental that are hitting their times like that. The women did some separately. Yeah, they had a 15 second buffer to play around with. But if anything happens in that guy's match, yep. A slip, yep. A botch move, anything, the finish is jacked and there is no coming back from it. So we got it. So, you know, respect to that. Other thing, too, I was watching the, the, the referees. Back to Sean. Second thing he said that I absolutely love was he said that he believes look at my look at my balloon. balloon. He said bully asked him about referees. Where is your stance Sean on making sure the referees don't look dumb? They still have the type of authority they're supposed to in the ring. They're actually doing their job. And Sean said that's a big point for him. He's still trying to because this is modern. So he's trying to not rely on the same old school tropes of why the referee was distracted and didn't see the interference or why he didn't count the way he was supposed to. He says, so it's like um, community where they figure out, okay, this is a spot that needs to happen. How can we make sure the referee doesn't see it and still doesn't look stupid in the process? How do we make sure we get from point A to point B? And I love that because I've complained a lot about refereeing in other companies where I'm like, so now we just break the rules and we've been outside the ring for 35 seconds. It's supposed to be a 10 count, but we're just going to act like that's okay. So when, so you, you talk about the referee piece and then you talk about, hey, making sure that all of our talent have something. And of course the ring work has to come with it, but that's your, that's your recipe for success. That's well, why that, NXT is so that, good. That speaks to just the whole thing about your other care, your talent having purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your refs, it's part of this production as well. Your refs as well should have their own as well. Again, not as much as your your talent, but yeah, that's important. That's that's really important. Yeah. The the only thing, the only thing I would nitpick from the Iron Men challenge, and the women smoked it. I thought the women, it's hard to say. I was gonna say I thought the women's was better. They still may have been a little bit better. Um, but it the men's really picked up when Brian and Trick got mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. That was when it really picked up. But the, yeah. the nitpick I have, and this is one of those like, man, that can't really happen. The spear that Braun gave to Trick with like two minutes left in the entire match through the barricade, that's a, he's out the match. But that's like, what they, we thought. That's what we thought. I think that's why they booked it that way. They, no, they but thought like, that he was out. Uh, you, 
Braun came in the ring and had three pins in 45 seconds from a mm-hmm. spear. Mm-hmm. Now this guy, after wrestling, takes a spear through the barricade. He pops back up and he gets four victories mm-hmm. or pinfalls. Nah, that that's we we got to figure out a little bit better way to protect Braun's finish than that. You can't just pop up after after that. But that was like the only nitpick that I had. I I didn't have a problem with that. My nitpick, I'm not even about to go down that route, is on the women's side and how, once again, we had another Survivor Challenge. I just said I wasn't going to go down that road. But anyways, um, the match that I didn't, I want to mention really quickly is the Silk Cage match. Because how great the men's was and all the matches that preceded them, I thought that match was just kind of there. Kind of a gimmicky match. The is Izzy, I don't know her name, Izzy Demi did an interference i'm not too familiar with her at all so i apologize to that woman but i just thought that that match itself was just a little kind of just underwhelming did you feel the same way about that still cage match as well i was trying to um herb and get through the show i actually skipped that match i didn't think that i um well the main event i just i know you didn't ask about the main event but they had that in the (laughs) cold main spot Mm -hmm. i thought the main event was just like a typical wwe style match well Ilya and baron outside looking in for me that was hey let's see if Ilya can work a main event level wwe style match Mm -hmm. that was kind of what i thought that was this match i enjoyed it because i could tell they were doing something with roxanne she just had that look about her to me and um i thought the match was was solid i thought thought it was good there were some really good spots there and then afterwards on dot com you know, they try to go get an interview with her and Roxanne, who's always chipper and happy. Uh, either she says, get the camera on my face or I'm not talking right now. And she pushes the camera in and she walks out. And I was like, okay, we're about to get a meaner streak of Roxanne. Cause we really haven't seen it. We've seen Roxanne be serious before, mm-hmm. but never like that mean streak. All right. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So now that's coming. Uh, so I thought, I thought it, I thought it um, served its purpose. Now, did it hold up to the two iron challenge matches? No, absolutely not. Yeah. But I don't think it was supposed to. I don't think that was the, yeah. the, the spot for that. Yeah. Um, I like Kiana's it, um, presentation, though. Yes. I like her yes. her uh, her graphics. Mm-hmm. I like like I I think her presentation because I for a while I felt like she's kind of getting I don't say she's getting lost, but I want to say like in the probably the past couple of months I've been watching her. I like what she's her presentation and where she's been going. What do yep. you guys think about that? I, mean, I know we're kind of like going. Um, we're kind of. We're on a long time, though, but I really like the women's match. I thought those women really shine in that match. I like Blair a lot. Lash is looking like a monster. They, she they looks building her beautiful. Up. And she looks beautiful. Man. Her gear, she oh, had WrestleMania yeah. gear on. I'm like, look at so, her. Look at Lash. So y'all, y'all know me. Y'all know, know Lash is, is my type. You know, I love me some dark-skinned women. Um, tall, beautiful. Built like a brick house. Beautiful woman. <laughs> but she's powerful, too. Um, and I thought um, Kiani. Kaylani, Kaylani, Kaylani. She, yeah, she looked really good too. And some really nice spots. I think everybody did. I think everybody looked great. But that's the point of those matches. Like everybody should be better than what they came in at. Yes, you you can only have one winner, but it's possible for everybody to get over. And even in that match, there were some clunky spots. But yeah, okay, you gotta take it. This is what it's supposed to be in terms of developmental. Um, and that's why that's why I said like, I think that match was better than the men's match to me but the men's match with just how trick came out of nowhere at the end to win it that's kind of like what you remember from the show but from like minute one to minute 25 Mm -hmm. 
the women owned it. Yeah. They, yeah the and women. that's the other that's the other part too. E, so like you watch and you say like damn, they did a hell of a job putting this match together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. like you and you got to time it once again. Yeah. It is a hard set 25 minutes. It yeah. is a shoot 25 minutes. And there was a one spot, I think, toward like the 20, 21 minute mark where they started going and like just hitting big move after big move after big move. And it's like, okay, we got to still have time for, because like it was a couple of big moves and then it was like two that had to go to the box. Yeah. So it's like, all right, we got we to gotta account for this 90 seconds. That's going to lead to the finish. It's just that, that that's a match where you got to sit down, probably similar to like the Rumble and map it out completely. Mm-hmm. And then say, okay, what's going to work? What can't work? What will work? And Sean said, too, that this was um, maybe because he has something to do with it. I'm not sure. Like, one of his, like, um, most favorite, like, gimmick matches that, like, they do now is is this. So I'm thinking he has something to do with it. But after watching it, I, I can see. I wasn't, like, really, really super high on the the show, like, going into it. I knew it would be good. But I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it because I want to talk about it on the pod. But, like, say if I didn't do a pod, I don't know if I would have watched it make sure it was like appointment viewing i'm glad i watched it because they smoked it and i think that was the first time like, i ever saw a double pin when lash first came in yeah yeah did a double same, pin. Is, is that was like the first time pin. i'm like yo yeah, this is i don't, I don't know if that's entirely legal too i don't know because <laughs> I, I thought cause, that you know, first like, second, like yo can i you thought do i thought they get I, I think their their shoulders got a bulk i'd be on the on that's the mat I, I don't know yeah, Whatever. No, that's it, what it's supposed to be. It, it works, though. <laughs> but also what it works, I'm like with Rhodesia, like I felt like uh, the trick coming back at the end. Like, so normally I'm with you, Matt. I don't like that. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Like when they, when, when Brian knocked him through the barricade, trick should have been out for uh, much longer than he was, right? Mm-hmm. But I kind of liked him kind of coming back out of nowhere, you know, with the win. I mean, maybe because I'm invested in the character. So yeah. I was happy in, in, in seeing him win. But no, that's, that's, it's not as bad as uh, what was that one AW spot we watched years ago? It was when Frankie Zarian got power drive, you know, through the table onto the concrete outside, and then like two minutes later, he pop, he got, got back up and hit the it. finish. Yeah, it, I won't say it was as bad as that, but it was on that level. But I didn't mind maybe because my investment in the match and the outcome was a little bit higher on that one. And that's what you need, though. Like you know, you want to get people invested into the match to want to see people win or lose right mm-hmm. so i was invested in seeing trick win because at the end of the day i'm thought like man trick getting his ass whooped he ain't got no yep. wins yep he was, like, he, he was taking he took multiple pins man he took multiple pins so for him to kind of come back at the end that was a, a, a pop moment for me i love that they had him come back out at the end of the show just to kind of mm-hmm. you know show the face to face and then mm-hmm. uh, trick, uh then mellow comes out and then they cut immediately I was like, that's awesome. Uh, I guess. And Melo looking like a hugged. snake back there too, over yeah. his shoulder. Yeah. Still looking yep. like a snake. So what? the story is the story is great. Melo, Melo at the end. For, oh yeah. Yep, they've been running up this story for a couple months, and I'm confident that they're going to stick the landing. We talked last show about the devil, and we'll talk. I guess we'll you know we'll table it because we're already an hour and twenty in. We'll table it for Wednesday's pod because I want to talk about now. Hangman is a possibility of being the devil. So now you got another person added to that. And we just kind of talked about the Warlows and the Roddy Strongs and the Adam Coles of the world. Last pod, now, now we're adding Paige um, and how it may be hard for them to stick Tony that Because there's so many people involved. Matt's the devil. Rhodesia's the devil. Brandon's the devil. My boys are the devil. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll, we got to talk about that. Everybody's the devil. And then um, 
E, I know you want to talk about the, the tournament, too, and just kind of maybe how that's translating on AEW TV. I didn't get a chance to watch Collision yet between watching the NBA, you know, mid, uh, midseason tournament champion game and then boxing fight, which I could have skipped. The boxing, holy hell, that was horrible. Uh, Devin Haley <laughs> killed it. Uh, and then watching, you know, NXT, it was just a lot. So I didn't watch Collision. Mm-hmm. I, I've been able to stay away from spoilers, though. So I'll probably check out Collision tomorrow so we can talk about that along with raw on wednesday um and then anything else that that may pop up so before we head out y'all got anything else from uh nxt or anything else y'all y'all want to bring up i do this would have been perfect if we had our tfw moment of the week first off mr goldberg you cannot come out here (laughs) fearing regular people on fucking turf excuse me there is a video on the Twitter, and I'd have forgot they were in Atlanta. Goldberg comes out in the end zones, I guess, to wave or do whatever. Homeboy comes out and just spears my man. Was he holding the championship for him to get well, him? It started I don't even know what happened. A, well, it started as a spear, then it somehow ended up for like a choke slam. <laughs> like, Goldberg. He stuck it, brought him man? up, and then and laid him out. Like, he's a Goldberg regular said, guy. I'm available. I, I ain't going to Saudi no time soon. Tony Conning gave me a call. Let me come out here to the Atlanta Falcons. I would, I will, I will press, I will press charges on on Goldberg if I was my man. <laughs> Sorry to that man. I will be pressing charges on Goldberg. So Goldberg, we can't do that because um, I'm positive. Take it, take it. Unprotected. Yeah. Choke slam on the on a football field is nuts. <laughs> oh my! I hope From my Goldberg. man has padding on his back or something. Like if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on our Twitter. That's FNW. <laughs> you can you can see it on there, but. I saw that. I was like, man, he just doing anything at this point. Damn. That's all I got. E, what you got? Peace, love, and hair grease, show. <laughs> all right. We out of here then. Thank y'all for listening. Hey, this is take two, right? So I think we did a pretty good job of bringing back the energy and the graps talk on the second time. You put together the first pod and, and this pod is the longest pod in history that we've ever done. So it is what it is. Thank y'all for listening. Like I said, we'll be back on Wednesday to talk some AEW, talk Monday Night Raw. Excited to see the CM Punk segment on Raw and see if they can follow up the right way from what he did on Friday. And then, actually, too, we typically tape to where we can't watch NXT. NXT's going to be strong this week, too, coming off that PLE. It is a lot of wrestling to consume so we are out of here thank you guys for listening as always we love you guys we'll see you on wednesday peace